Hi friends, in this episode, I'll be sharing with you all of the money-making activities that I did in the month of June that resulted in my highest revenue month ever. Okay, so I actually tripled my sales compared to the months before. And this podcast episode is not to brag, but it's really to help that business owner who may want to learn about all the money-making activities that they can implement or you can implement in your business, right? So if this sounds like something you're interested in, then stay tuned. This podcast episode is definitely for you. Do you ever feel like it's too overwhelming at times? Taking care of your body, nourishing your mind, developing yourself, finding your passion in life, monetizing it, and still making time to market yourself on social media. Oh, and let's not forget all of the unplanned events that life throws your way. Hello there, my name is Leon and I am the host of the Content Magnet Podcast, a podcast to help you beat overwhelm and focus on being a magnet to attract the life and business that you want in the simplest and most practical way ever. Hi friends, welcome to episode 15 of the Content Magnet Podcast. If you're new, my name is Leon and I am the host of this wonderful podcast. And out of all the podcast episodes I've done thus far, I am so excited to share this one with you because today I'm sharing what you can do to result in higher sales in your business, right? Which is definitely something that we should all aim for. Am I correct? (laughs) So let's dive right into it. So in the month of June, I had my highest sales month ever. And it got me to thinking, what did I do in June that I didn't do in February and March when I pretty much got zero income from this business? Zero zilch nada, right? What did I do or what did I not do? (laughs) So I gathered a list and I'm now sharing with you all of the activities that I did, not just in June, but in the months leading up to June, April and May, which resulted in June being my highest sales month ever. Are you ready for it? Let's get started. Okay, so if you've been following me on Instagram, you know that in the month of May, the first thing that I did was prioritize growing my mailing list. So if you don't know what a mailing list is, It is, in essence, a list of email addresses and names of people from your audience who would have opted in either voluntarily by um, adding or going to the the opt-in link and saying they want to be added to your mailing list, or more than likely, they would have wanted something of value from you and they would have decided to trade their email address in order to get it, right? So when I was initially growing my mailing list um i more or less was like hey guys join my mailing list you know and that was so not effective at all at all maybe one person would join maybe two persons may join but not a large number of people so instead what i did in the month of may is really create a freebie and if you've been following me again on instagram you'd know that i created a freebie called um double your engagement, right? And it was a checklist with regards to engagement strategies for social media. 
right? So this is what you would want to do when you're growing your mailing list. You would want to create something of value in exchange for the person's or your audience email address. So once you have a mailing list, preferably it is not like a Google spreadsheet or anything. Preferably you actually have an email service provider, whether it's MailChimp or MailerLite or ConvertKit or the many other mail mailing list providers. I personally, I use MailChimp, right? Um, you would want to, what's the word? Yeah, you would want to ensure that they opt in to that mailing list, right? So that in that way, it is automated. You get an automated list of people once they access your particular piece of value, right? And what that does is that that allows you the opportunity to speak to them, speak to your potential customers, maybe existing customers, speak to them directly by sending them out emails or the popular term newsletters, you know, um, send them out, out like once a week or bi-weekly, whatever is most convenient to you once you consistently communicate with them, right? The good thing about a mailing list is that once someone is on your mailing list, unless they unsubscribe, they are likely to be on your list forever, right? Because no one really goes and say, hey, let me delete my, or let me deactivate my email, right? Who does that? We will just never log in again, <laughs> right? But anyways, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that there's no social media algorithm, so you should prioritize getting a mailing list because what a mailing list does is that it puts you above the rest and it keeps you at the top of mind of your consumer so that even if they're not opening your emails, they're still seeing it in their inbox, right? Um, and this is actually something that I... This line that I'm going to tell you is something that I learned from a course that I did. But it's it, the line is that the size of your mailing list directly impacts the size of your business, right? So the aim is that as your mailing list grows, your business will grow, right? And when it is you are now growing your email list, the aim is really to provide value, right? To build your brand and to provide value, right? And that's something that I did in the months of May April, even June, you know, like I always provide value. I provide things that I would have learned. I share it with my mailing list community, right? And if it is you do decide to add persons on your mailing list and you sell them immediately, you may come across, you may run the risk of coming across a bit too salesy, you know, and the end result is that they may either unsubscribe or um, not ever open your email address. And the larger the email, larger the emailing list, the better because the converge, conversion rate for emails is actually about 1% to 2%. So it isn't that high of a conversion rate, but depending on who you are and how consistent you are with emails, the, the, the rate can go up, right? So it isn't set in stone. So um, as I said before, I created the social media engagement checklist, right? And that was one way that persons opted into my mailing list. They got the checklist in exchange for their email address. Um, if you're following me on Instagram and you ever try to access this podcast as well, more than likely you had to enter your email address as well. And that was kind of in a way to provide a gateway and also to make more people join my mailing list, right? Because if you're interested in listening to my podcast, it's safe to presume that you would also enjoy my emails because in my emails, I provide a lot of value, right? So um, because I focus on growing my mailing list in the months of May and June, right? Um, I now have an audience that I can speak to directly about my services 
that took place in June and I'm going to get into that a bit later. So the first step is actually starting to actively prioritize building a mailing list, right? The second step is to show up on your stories consistently. I know everyone says that show up on stories, show up on stories, show up on stories, right? But that is just because it works. If you are not showing your face on Instagram stories, then you are leaving a lot of money on the table and I'll share why. Because when I go into Instagram and probably when you go into the Instagram app, the first thing that you see are those round story bubbles, right? Your eyes naturally gravitate towards them because they're pictures. They're either logos or they're either pictures of profiles, right? Like headshots or whatever. So more than likely you'll click that first. Then 15 minutes later, you're clicking, clicking, clicking until you eventually get tired and you may decide to come out of the stories or come off Instagram. Or you may decide to scroll down probably two, three, four, five posts and you realize, you know what, I've been spending the last hour, you get distracted. The point being, you spend majority of the time consuming stories, right? So why not be part, why not create stories for your audience to consume rather than you always consuming other people's stories, right? So the best part about Instagram stories, in my opinion, is that it doesn't take much effort. It doesn't take much post-production compared to creating a podcast or a YouTube video, you know? So there's less hurdles to creating an Instagram story. You get on, you ensure that you have good lighting, you clean your lens, you know, you smile and you share what you have to share. And that is it, right? You don't need to dress up. You don't need to get cute, right? You go on and you talk. All right, and what I'll add is that it's also great to simply add a caption because less than 40% of people are listening with their audio on. on. So you'd want to um, just kind of summarize the main points of what you're saying and add a caption because most people prefer to just read the stories rather than hear you talking because sometimes it takes up time to hear you talking when I could just click and get the gist of what you're saying, right? So you don't want to not... Let persons know what you're saying because you did not insert a caption or transcribe, not word for word, but transcribe the essence of what you're saying, right? Also, what stories convey is energy, right? <laughs> so when you go on, you the human being, you go on on your stories and you say, hi guys, my name is so-and-so and today I'd like to share with you a, B, and C. You may think you're, you're saying a message, but you are. You are sharing a message. Maybe you're doing a mini training. Maybe you're updating your audience. But what we are tuned into as human beings is your energy, your tone of voice, how you move your hand when you speak, how often you smile, you know, the colors you wear, the vibe, the essence. People feel that off of your energy. And it's energy that you can't get from a text photo. Again, I'm not saying that you can't do a text photo in your stories. But pictures of you speaking directly one-on-one -on -one is a guaranteed way to get higher conversions. Because people buy energy, right? They buy your energy associated with your product or your service, right? So in the months of May and June, I have been active on my stories. When I tell you active, like I've put a lot of effort in showing up <laughs> and if you know me you know i don't like to dress up i don't like to comb my hair or i don't really ever wear makeup and all these different things right but um i actually made an effort like i was like okay if i have a client meeting i have to look decent for a client meeting let me pull out my phone one time and just make a short story you know and um 
Yeah, so I have been active. And because I've been active, I actually had someone who booked a consultation call say, Oh my gosh, I love your energy. I'm so glad we can meet. I'd love to find out more, right? So don't disregard your energy when you're showing up. Again, I know everyone has different personality types. Not everyone will be bubbly and be like, hey guys, what's happening? You know, show up as you and someone will connect with you because energy can vary, right? Um, so if it is you never ever show up on your stories, start with where you are at right now. So if you never show up, I'm not telling you show up every day, right? That's unrealistic. So if you never show up on stories, I'll tell you show up once a week. Just commit to once a week going on and introducing yourself. The next week, talk about your services. The next week, um, talk about a client who life you've impacted. The next week, ask them to do something, whether it's, um, what do you call it? Whether it's opting into a freebie, ask them to do something, right? So start with once a week if you never started. If it is you already show up once a week, Take it up a notch. Do it three times a week, right? <laughs> if it is you show up three times a week already, maybe you can take it up a notch and show up every day, you know, or five days for the week. I don't even show up every day, but I try to do at least four or three times for the week, right? Remember again, people buy from people that they know, like, and trust. I know this has been said a million times by pretty much everyone, but definitely that know, like, and trust factor, we cannot disregard it because in everything that we do, we consider whether we like the person, we consider whether we trust the person or whether we know the person enough, you know, for us to buy in. So definitely never disregard that know, like, and trust factor and definitely show up on stories as much as you can. Okay, so quick break from the podcast. Um, if you've reached this far, that means you must be enjoying this week's podcast episode. So do me a huge favor. Take a screenshot, share it to your stories, and tag me at The Content Magnet. Let me know what exactly stood out to you thus far. Which money-making activity would you start to do? Let me know something. Give me feedback because this is how I know what to focus on for the upcoming episodes. Right, and now let's resume to episode 15 of the Content Magnet podcast. Okay, so the third, the third money making activity. Are you ready? Right, um, this one should be like a no brainer, but I know this one would be helping someone because I didn't even know this, like, I didn't even realize I wasn't doing this, right? And that is talking about your offer. So many of us, we are so close to our business, calling out all the solopreneurs here. (laughs) You're so close to your business, you're doing everything behind the scenes that we forget that some people still aren't 100% sure about how you can help them, right? So we go into this content creation cycle, this hamster wheel. We're creating content, we're posting, we're sharing information bits, right? We're educating, we're informing, right? But we are forgetting that we are a business on Instagram. We are not a business of Instagram or we are not in the business of content creation. Uh, Except if you're an influencer, definitely that is your business. But if you're a business owner who is utilizing Instagram as a marketing tool, we need to remember that we are a business first and we have a marketing aspect of the business. Right, so I hope everyone got that. Um, in essence, what I'm saying is that 
Creating content by itself is not enough to land your sale. It is not enough to make sales. It is not enough to make consistent revenue in your business, right? And sometimes I listen to my podcast and I'm like, oh my gosh, Leah, and you're buffing them. No, if you listen to this and you're like, why is she buffing me? I'm not buffing you. I'm super, super passionate. And I want you to excel in your business so that you can go on and do amazing things in this world, right? So um, don't be like, oh my gosh, why is she? No, I'm not. Like, I'm not. <laughs> right so don't go into content creation mode and forget to speak about your offer don't take it for granted that people assume that more or less or don't assume that people know what you are selling tell your audience expressly about your services your specials your products etc right so in the month of june i actually created an instagram post if you're following me on instagram at the content magnet go check it out it was a simple post it just had june bookings so it was a carousel so it was a multi picture post so the first picture just had the words june bookings simple the second picture had a list of i think about five services that i was providing in june right and that was me more or less calling my audience to action and telling them hey this is what i do and this is how i can serve you right yeah on top of that i also showed up on my stories i think at least once a week like if you're like a super fan and you're like yes leon i i I manage i watch you if you watch me you'd notice at least once a week i spoke about my services like every time I was introducing myself once a week, every time I noticed there was like, let's say more followers or I felt like I needed to introduce myself, I would be like, hey, um, my name is Leon, I'm so-and-so, etc. And this is what I can do for you, right? My first service is ABNC, Instagram marketing. My second service is um, social media. I think I had the complete business suites. If you want everything social media related. My third one is one-on-one coaching, you know. My fourth one is um launching so like i had my services laid out and i had it at the top of your mind and sorry guys my window is open because it's night and i, I don't know something about the outdoor breeze i kind of like right <laughs> anyways um what was i saying what was i saying right you need to know your services and communicate it in such a way that your audience will relate to it so when you're communicating your services and you're telling it always break down exactly what you can do for them right break down the transformation the benefits do not speak about the features so i never say my stories hey so when you sign up for my instagram game plan my instagram marketing one-on-one program you'll get a zoom meeting with me 60 minutes um you'll get access to this workbook um you'll get this content creation i never say that in my service what i tell them is that hey when you sign up for this or this service is for someone who is looking to develop an Instagram strategy. It's someone who is ready to be consistent in their business, you know? So speak about the benefits, and this all goes back to copywriting, guys. Speak about the benefits of your offer when you are talking about your offer, right? So um, talk about your offer as if it will literally save a life because it probably will, right? It probably will save someone's life because if your offer is something that can make people more money or save people time, then that's what you're doing. You're making valuable contributions to someone's life, right? Remember, if you genuinely believe in what you're selling, you're not scamming anyone, you're not ripping off anyone, you're not charging an obsessive amount of money for something that's not worth it, right? 
it is not sleazy to come on and sell and to be like, hey guys, I mean, that's not the only thing you're going to do in your business, right? But nothing is wrong with coming on once a week and talking about some of the services that you have, right? So that's it. That's the third thing. Definitely talk about your offer. The fourth money-making activity, and I guess you all can figure this out by now, is creating and launching digital products. So every single business owner has a potential to launch a digital product. So when I say digital products, I mean ebooks, courses, programs, membership sites, pretty much anything that you can create once and serve multiple people with it, right? So in June, I finally launched my ideal customer attraction workbook, right? And it has been something that I've been perfecting for the past five months, five months, <laughs> Perfectionist alert, perfectionist alert, right? And I finally published it. I set up a landing page and I automated it so that once someone purchased it, it automatically, they paid, or it, it got sent to my account and automatically they got sent the downloadable workbook, right? So that my, my, what's the word? My plan of action was promoting it. But the operational aspect was being automated. And that's the beautiful thing about digital products, right? They can add to your pool of income for a period of time, right? And it will not add to your workload or it will not take away hours from you once it is created, right? So even after it's created, so I've created this workbook. Yes, the cart is closed right now, but eventually I'll have it open back again and I'll probably leave it to run on Evergreen. So if you don't know what Evergreen means, that means... It doesn't have any open or closed date. It stays forever, right? There's no urgency or anything. But personally, I love live launches, right? And I think especially from where I'm from, the Caribbean, my Trinidadian peeps, right? You see that sense of urgency. It is so needed because we are such huge procrastinators, myself included, right? So live launches are a way of giving people an ultimatum without giving them an ultimatum. Like actually saying, Hey guys, I love you, but the cart is closing on this date, right? So that people who probably are interested, but they're on the fence, but they don't know, but eventually, etc. They're like, oh my gosh, this expires. Like you see, like if you add like a bonus or something and the bonus expires, more than likely the day the bonus expires and the last day the cart is open is going to be the two days where you receive the most sales, right? So yeah, <laughs> right? Um... This, the, the side effects of a live launch is that it takes a lot of energy. Like, it is exhausting. <laughs> right? So, I understand that because it takes a lot of energy, a lot of people shy away from it. So, definitely do what is best for you and your lifestyle. I love live launches because I love exerting energy towards something that I am passionate about. But if you know that you're more the evergreen person who would launch something and let people know that it's available to purchase whenever, then that is great as well. Especially if you're able to create a, what's the word, what's the word? A sales funnel so that they sign up for, let's say, a freebie and eventually they get a series of emails that leads them to purchasing the product, right? Okay, so number five in the money-making activities. <laughs> Investing in yourself through courses, programs, and memberships. Now, I know you're probably like, um, Leon, I thought we were talking about money-making activities. Why are you telling me about spending money? What is happening? <laughs> and yes, we are, right? But one of the fastest ways to scale is definitely to invest in help, right? 
So in February and March, when I made zero income, zero sales in my business, I was not even thinking about investing because how you can invest when you just trying to make ends meet, you know, <laughs> right? How could you, right? But I don't think I was thinking, I don't think I had the mindset that I had now, right? Where now I'm realizing that investing in a course that actually makes you better in your niche, you know, like a course on marketing sales, you know, or a course that you, that would make you go from bad to okay or good. Like if you're bad at sales and you invest in a serious course, definitely, right? Those things, like what's the word boy? Those things won't let send a message to the universe that you're ready, like you've decided, right? So trust me when I said in the month of, was it April? April, in the month of April, right? is when I finally received consistent sales in my business, right? And it was only that time when I looked back at my records and what I did every single month, I realized April is when I invested in a huge expensive course, a course that cost me almost 1,000 US dollars. And I felt like I was crazy. Like I felt like I could not even tell anyone that I invested in this because they would say, are you crazy? Like, are you, is your business making enough to invest that kind of cash, right? And... Um, I invested it from a mentor, someone who I really looked up to in that space and who had an online business and an online lifestyle that I definitely wanted, right? And um, at that time, I wasn't even sure if I could afford it. Like, I was literally like, could I even afford this? Would I even be able to get back the money to pay back for this? You know, like, I was literally like, I was at a crossroad. And I think when I finally decided that it was time is when I sent a message to the universe Right, I sent a message saying that I've decided and I know that I'm ready to give this business my all. Right? And I immediately I more or less knew that I had to transition into being that business owner that makes an a thousand dollars US investment with ease, right? <laughs> right. So I had to more or less become that business owner even when my sales numbers weren't reflecting that. So um that was about yeah, three months ago, April, May, June, right? And now I am fully embodying that business owner. Somebody who makes investments like that with ease. Like now if someone comes to me or if I am interested in something and I question whether I could afford it or not, now I'd be like, hey, I could afford it because it is an investment. I will make back that money. And I did. I did make back that money. Right? So definitely investing in a mentor, investing in a coach, that is definitely one way. That is a huge money-making activity because once you you make the right type of investment for your business and you take the necessary action because the coach by itself, the course by itself is not what's going to make you get money in your business. You have to take the action, right? So that is definitely one of the money-making activities that I would recommend to anyone. Definitely invest in a coach, invest in a mentor, invest in someone to take you from okay to great or excellent. Okay, so number six. I know for this one, you all will be like, ah, my heart, my heart. But it's actually seeking out your ideal customer, all right? This is where you put on your big girl pants or your big guy pants and you actually DM people who you think will benefit from what you have to offer, right? So the keyword here is who you think will benefit. I will never DM someone, um, but I will DM someone even if it is they wouldn't buy from me, but I will never DM someone talking about my services if i think they don't need it so many people do a great job at instagram marketing at copywriting right 
me DMing them shows that one, I'm not interested, I'm not even, what's the word? I'm not even observant or I don't even have the time to scroll through for myself and to see that they don't need my help, right? So always ensure that the person who you are reaching out to is your ideal customers, right? And again, this doesn't equal salesy or annoying, right? And I actually have a short script. So if you want to pause this and grab your pen or your paper or pull up your notepad on your phone, you can. If it is you don't know what exactly to say um, when it comes to contacting persons, then I'm going to share with you my exact script, right? So it goes something like this. It could vary depending on the person, depending on the offer that I have right now, etc. But it's like, hi, first name. So whatever their first name is, by now you know I'm extremely big on personal greetings because your name is the most personal thing you have. So I would never address someone like, hey, I'll be like, hey, first name, right? My name is Leon and I wanted to thank you for following me. I am a content writer and I work with business owners like yourself to help you write and develop content online, right? I just perused your page and I think one of my services would be ideal for you. Would you like to schedule a call to discuss further? And in, in, in brackets, I'll be like, it's okay if you don't want to at this moment, right? I hope you have a great day regardless, right? So this shows that you genuinely care in them succeeding, which I hope you do, right? I hope you do care about your potential customer's success, right? And it also shows that you took the time to observe that they needed your help, right? And also that you're not being so pushy with your selling. You're literally like, if it is... You could spare 50 minutes of your time for a consult. Awesome. If it is, this is not applicable to you, then that's no problem as well. You know, no love lost. I'm still grateful that you're part of my community. Right? So I hope that helps someone with regards to seeking out your ideal customers. Okay. So another quick break from the podcast episode. If you're enjoying this episode, then I know <laughs> you more or less know what's coming next. Please take a screenshot and tag me at the content magnet. Share it on your Instagram stories and let me know what is the biggest money making activity that you've been neglecting. <laughs> I would love to know because why I'll probably create content around that and help you with that as well. So let me know. Right. Money making activity number seven, increasing your conversion. So what is a conversion? So a conversion refers to the rate between persons who are interested and persons who actually buy, right? And that's very generic terms, right? It's not a Google definition or anything. I literally made, made it up in my head, but I would look at it like this. If you have a sales page and 20 people visit that sales page, but only 10 people buy, right? That means that you have a conversion rate of 50%, right? So a larger audience does not equal higher sales, right? So it's great to have new followers, right? Um, and I did have a lot of new followers in the past three months. Whoop, whoop, if you're a new follower, thank you for joining me, <laughs> right? But that in itself would not have been sufficient for me to have higher sales and to have my highest revenue month for the month of June, right? Um, what made a difference was actually learning more about sales calls and sales training, right? Um, I actually attended a free sales masterclass training from um, Katie Prince. I hope I pronounced her name correctly. She is a copywriter and a sales trainer. Um, 
And in there, I learned that there are mainly two factors that help persons decide if they want to work with you. Right, and I'll be sharing it with you in this podcast. So, I mean, by now you're like, pull out your notepad, pull out your pen. Yes, because it's that type of podcast today, right? <laughs> um, the two main points, and this is so important if you're a service-based business owner and you have consultations, but if you're a product-based business owner, this is important too. So, I'll tell you why in a bit. So the two main points that you'd want to have in every interaction with a potential customer is a likability. So again, showing up on your stories may help with that, right? You want your potential client to like you. And one way to get someone to like you is when they know that you like them, (laughs) right? So it's like, like for like, like I like you if you like me, simple, right? Um, So it's always great to start off your interaction by thanking them, thanking them for reaching out thanking them for agreeing to join your call, right? And then give them a really specific compliment. Like, I am in love with your fashion style, by the way. Or I love that you booked this call so quickly after following me for only one day. You know, there must be at least one thing, like one truly honest thing that you can like about someone. So feel free to share that with them, right? The second factor is authority. So establishing that you are the authority, you know, you set the rules and guidelines regarding your interaction, right? So for a service-based business owner, it's, I'm definitely talking about the consultation call or the discovery call or the clarity call or whatever call you call it, <laughs> whatever you call it before you get that sale, right? You want to outline what the call will be about and how long it will take, right? But for my product-based business owners, you're like, okay, Leon, how can this apply to me? So more than likely, for a product-based business owner, you may have a website where someone may go to or someone may DM you because I know with product-based businesses, it's, well, especially like um clothing, etc. People may want to know specific details in terms of the sizing, the colors, all these different things, right? You could apply the same thing. Literally thank them, give them a compliment based on what you observed on their profile. And then you can show authority by telling them that, hey, um, thanks so much for reaching out. I'm so happy you're interested in this product. Um, you can click this link here or click the link in my bio to purchase, right? And you're establishing authority. You're letting them know that, hey, you're the business owner. You have a set procedure to do things. And I mean, again, there's always flexibility with things, but you let them know that, hey, I'm the business owner. I have a set way of doing things. And I'm so, so grateful that you want to be part of this, right? And this is how I, I do things over here. <laughs> I hope that didn't sound mean, <laughs> right? So the final way to increase your um custom, in, sorry, the final money-making activity is to lengthen your customer retention. So lengthen the period in which a customer remains a customer. So, all right, let's start with service-based businesses first. You can lengthen your contracted period to ensure that there's a reason so to ensure that the relationship lasts longer. So if you, let's say you, uh, I'm trying to think of something outside of marketing, but I can't seem to think of something outside of marketing. Oh my. All right. So let's say you are a social media manager. I'm so sorry for this example, right? You're a social media manager or you're a branding consultant, right? Um, instead of doing one-off projects, maybe you can have a three-month 
all-inclusive contract that will allow the person to access you for services as it relates to A, B, and C. Right? So think about that. I think three months is a reasonable time for an independent contractor. Right? Um, if you're a product-based business owner, then maybe you can look at giving them something like a customer loyalty card or a shopping card so that every time they return to you, they get points to be redeemed at a later date or they get a specific percentage of the price, right? So for me, lengthening that customer retention is something that definitely resulted in higher sales for each month of June because higher sales doesn't equal higher cash flow, <laughs> right? So, and I guess I'll talk about that in another podcast episode. So you could have higher sales by having a higher number being invoiced, right? You could have a higher number being invoiced by having a longer contractual period, right? So that is one way to really, I don't want to say hack the system, but to really ensure a more, a higher level of security as a business owner to know that, oh, this client I'm going to have for the next three months. And to also focus your energy as well so that every month you're not like, hire me, hire me, hire me, hire me, no booking, no booking, no booking, you know? Um, you can literally have that like on a quarterly basis. Okay, so I have one final money-making activity that is a bit more airy-fairy, but it is so important. Like, money-making activity one to eight will not matter unless you do this money-making activity number nine, which is to work on your money mindset, right? Work on your money mindset. And you know that is so, especially if you're in the Caribbean, like, we were fed so much heavy stuff about money, right? Um, we were fed that money burns through your pocket, money don't grow on um, trees, you know? Um, more money, more problems. All these different things we were fed that more or less is like a very bad relationship with money. So you know like that bad ex where you're like, oh, I love you, I hate you, I love you, I hate you. That's the relationship most of us had with money and that is the relationship that I had with money where, oh my God, I love you, I'm making you, yes, yes. And I'm like, you're done and I still have bills to pay, I hate you, you know? So kind of getting over that relationship and working on having a more healthier relationship with money and saying, you know what, money comes to me easily, it flows through me, money flows to me easily, you know, I make money easily. I don't have to slave for hours to make money, right? So for me to really triple my sales in June, it meant that in April and May, I had to start thinking and behaving as the person who makes a high level of money, right? Another thing too is that like depending on the household that you're from or the environment that you're from, it's some for some people and for some circles, it's cool to be broke. Like it's a norm to be broke, you know? It's a norm to not make money. It's a norm to be a struggling business owner, right? So it's for you now to say, no, that's not my norm. I don't want to be a struggling business owner for much longer, you know? So it's for you to have that perception and say, you know what, next time I launch a product or launch a service, it's going to be sold out, <laughs> right? And when I sell it, oh, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to give back to this person. I'm going to invest here, right? And um, yeah, really starting to replace those negative, negative thoughts about money, those really heavy, because guys, we have some really heavy thoughts about money. So replacing those heavy thoughts and realizing that, you can put good thoughts and good vibes around money. You can say good people have money. 
I'm a good person and I deserve to have money, you know. Money is welcomed in my space, <laughs> right? I'm not like talking every time. Money is welcomed in my space. Money come, you know. I have a place to secure you. I have a bank account for you, you know. I have things to invest. I have ways to put you to good use, right? And what I actually did in not too long, I think it was the month of end of June, I think, is actually write a letter to money as if it were a person. I wrote a letter to money and I said, money, I hated you for so long when I was a child. You know, you seem to never be around whenever we needed it. My parents argued a lot because of you. Like I got really, really personal, you know, and then I'm like, you know what? But now money, um, I'm loving our new relationship. Like you're always welcome here. You're literally my best friend. You know, I don't worship you, but I understand that you're a tool, you know? So actually having a more realistic conversation with money and realizing that, Money is limitless, you know. Money can literally flow. Money flows through hand to hand to hand on a daily basis, right? Money is making its way back to you. So kind of having that conversation with money as if it were a person and letting money know that the same way I'm happy to receive you, it's the same way I'll be happy to pay you for a bill, you know, or pay you for a course or to send the the cycle of money going around and around and around and around. And around. So really having a healthy relationship with money, not stifling it like, oh my God, I need all. <laughs> I need all the money I can have, you know, not stifling it and being afraid to spend your money because you're like, I worked so hard to get it, but actually understand that it's a cycle and that the more I freely give money, the more it will come back to me, right? So definitely, definitely I would recommend Writing a letter to money, you know, <laughs> writing a letter to money. So if you've made it all the way to the end, thank you so much. We went through nine money making activities and please don't hesitate. Take a screenshot and tag me at the content magnet. Share it to your Instagram stories and let me know what you love the most about this podcast episode, right? What are your action steps for this week? Guys, you know by now I don't leave this podcast episode without sharing what it is your action steps are right so the first thing first is to put a reminder on your phone asap like literally go into your calendar <laughs> and put a reminder on your phone to talk about your offer talk about what you do and who you serve yes what you do and who you serve at least once a week so have it as a recurring reminder so you can see on Wednesdays, I talk about my offers. On Saturdays, I like Saturdays. Saturdays, I talk about my offer, right? And have no shame about it. There's nothing shame, shameful about it, especially if you're the business owner who genuinely cares and you genuinely provide valuable information to your audience. Your audience wants to buy from you. And I think sometimes we feel as though we're annoying our audience. No, they are happy to serve you and they're happy to buy from you, right? Secondly, I'd really, really, the second big action step and the final one, because I don't want to overwhelm you, is to work on a freebie, right? Something that you can create that would allow you to gain email addresses for your mailing list and start to build your mailing list, right? Um, all mailing list starts at zero. So if you're at zero right now, welcome. <laughs> We've all started at zero, but definitely saying, you know what? Every month I want to add 50 new people to my mailing list. It don't have to be a huge number. You know your audience, right? To add 50 new people to my mailing list. And in six months, you'll have 300 new people in your mailing list. How awesome is that? Right? So definitely start to work on your freebie and put that reminder on your phone to talk about your offer. 
right? So thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Content Magnet Podcast, a podcast for smart business owners who want to learn how to use social media and copywriting techniques to build a brand, attract their ideal customers, and make more money online.